Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. The Irish Foster Care Association has said it is disappointed that foster carers received nothing in Budget 23 announced on Tuesday. The Minister for Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth, Roderick O'Gorman, said that the consultation process is being undertaken by TUSLA to help inform the development of the 2022-2025 to strategic plan on foster care. Uh, Mr O'Gorman said, uh, through this consultation, foster carers highlighted the need for the foster care allowance to be reviewed in light of inflation and increases in social welfare allowances. Now, TUSLA is currently finalising the plan, which will then be considered by the Department of Health. Now, the current allowance for foster carers of a child under 12 is €325 a week, while the rate for children over the age of 12 is €352 per week. This is the bit that really shocked me. Those rates have not increased since 2009, which is 13 years ago. Um, I'm going to be speaking to journalist Alison O'Reilly in in just a moment. But before I do, if you are a foster carer listening to us today, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, How do you feel about not being included in Budget 2023? You can send send us a uh, text or a WhatsApp to 087-188-0008. How do you feel about not getting any extra increase in uh, the allowance that foster carers, uh, foster parents get? 087-188-0008 is our uh, number. And as I said, uh, journalist Alison O'Reilly joins me on the line. Um, Alison, welcome to Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Grand, thanks, Alison. Now, I was shocked to read that there hasn't been an increase in uh, allowances to foster carers since 2009. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Adrian. Um, it's a whole area, I think, foster care, that it needs a light shone on it uh, very strongly because foster carers are ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And I do accept, as a registered foster carer myself with Tuesla since 2015, I do accept that there are bad foster carers doing it for the wrong reasons and there are extraordinary foster mm. carers. Um Anyone who thinks that €325 for the younger children or 352 for the older kids is a lot of money, you know, is completely wrong because I'll tell you now, Adrian, nothing would pay you to mind a foster child. Um, And what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? they They are children who, across the board, have been wrenched from their primary carer. Mm-hmm. Now, in many circumstances, they have to go, and that's it. Other times it could be respite, where the state is supporting a family that are struggling. Um, so you are taking a child to give the uh, primary carers a break. Uh, no matter what the circumstances are, you're taking them from their primary carer. They don't know you and they're upset. Um, and most of these children have additional needs, if not emotional needs, because there's a wrench there. So they're distressed. They're coming maybe sometimes with the shirt on their back into your house and you've got a very distressed child that you're looking after. They could be crying the whole weekend. 
um, they could have additional leads. Some of them mm. might be able to talk. Whatever is going on. Yeah, so, no I mean, mind. you know, people who have this romantic notion that it's like babysitting a kid, it's nothing. Oh, forget about it. Yeah, absolutely. Forget about it. Absolutely not. No way. Um, there's, there's so much abuse um, going on. And it's, as I just think, the whole area of foster care needs uh, serious investigations because there's just so much going on with it. You have children in the worst possible circumstances that most of us can't even imagine. There's sexual abuse, physical abuse, hunger, starvation, violence, just maybe parents with additional needs. Just uh, the worst the worst uh, circumstances. Mm. Okay, and, and, so and when, like you said, it, 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 there is um, a, a major commitment on the on behalf of uh, foster carers. It's yeah. it, it's not like it's just massive. minding a kid for a couple of weeks or months no, or whatever. So, no. and so it sounds like a lot of money, Adrian. But you're feeding that child. Sometimes you have to go out and buy their clothes. Sometimes you have to transport them to and from school hospital appointments. I mean, I've had a child with exceptional um, health circumstances, you know, and that was all left to me, just completely and utterly left to me. Mm. The driving for miles to get them to hospital. I actually paid privately. Well, I offered to pay privately for a child to have surgery. Um, Just huge bills, huge. And then that's not, you know, um, factoring in, you know, the extra energy cost, the shower, the bath, the heating the water, the heating the house, whatever. So nothing would pay you to mind a foster child. Mm. It really wouldn't because there's so much that goes with it. Um, so it is it is uh, deeply concerning that there has been no increase whatsoever. And I've always been lucky because I work anyway. Um, and then they, there's a, an extra foster allowance then on top of my wages. So I worked from home uh, when I was fostering. I don't have a placement at the moment. But you just, you see that money coming in and you see it going out. Um, and I just think that, you know, you've over 6,000 children in the care of the state and you've got people minding them. You're just a glorified babysitter. Mm. Babysitters don't get paid a lot, Adrian. Um, but you're not just minding your friend's child. You're minding the state's children. And they are not coming from good circumstances. Let me ask you, Alison. You you said a couple of minutes ago that uh, there are some uh, foster parents or carers who are in it for the wrong reason. What sorts of wrong reasons would uh, people get involved in being a foster carer? Well, unfortunately, it can bring the worst out in people. Um, And because it's based on trust, we've seen the likes of Kelly Kemi, who raised waived her right to anonymity recently where she was sexually abused and uh, assaulted by her foster father. And when she tried to raise it with social workers, she got the blame as being an annoying child or, you know, a dysfunctional child or, you know. So there are people who um, go in it because they know they've access to children. That's the worst kind of Mm. foster care. Mm. Um, And it's very hard to prove that, Adrian, because while there's vetting, and there's all of these things. You could be the best parent in the world on paper, but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. The minute you have access to a child, there's grooming, there's raping, there's everything going on. That's the worst kind of foster parent. And it does happen. And we've seen the courts full of it. Um, and unfortunately, I don't believe that there's enough rigorous process there for foster parents because you're literally answering questions that are on a sheet. You know, how were you reared as a child? Was the slapping at home? No. Okay. And they just write that down. You know, um, so it's a huge, a huge trust basis there. There are also people who aren't working and they do it for the money. 
and it's not going on the foster child. Um, so there, there's, there's that going on as well. And then there's people who just couldn't care less and can't be bothered. And they're not giving the child the one-to-one that they need. And then there's absolutely amazing foster parents who idolise the children but don't have a say in how they're reared. And if you raise your voice about that child, well, you can expect to have the child whipped off you by the state because the state don't like you putting it up to them either. Mm. So you're in a very difficult situation as a foster parent. Uh, I've known personally of uh, of, uh, people who are... Uh, foster parents and have done it, you know, repeatedly for years. There is a certain mm. vocation to it, uh, to, yeah. you know, if you if you really want to uh, get involved. But let me come back to the fact that foster carers were completely overlooked in budget uh, 2022 mm. at a time where um, we're living through this cost of living increase um, mm-hmm. and... I was shocked to see that there hasn't been an increase for uh, foster carers since 2009. Why are foster carers being overlooked here? Well, you see, I I find it's a struggle as a foster carer anyway to raise your voice about anything you're not listened to. You're just not listened to. That was my personal experience of it. And others that I have spoken to, you're you're a babysitter and you look, aren't they there and aren't they grand? And some people think 325 would, would manage and cover the cost. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I know the Irish Foster Care Association has raised this, but I'm not a member of them and I don't support them either. As far as I'm concerned, they get funding from Tuesday. So I'm not interested in the Irish Foster Care Association. I, was ne- I, I wouldn't be involved with them at all. I'm just speaking on behalf of myself and other foster carers that I know who do extraordinary work. Uh, you don't get the support you need. I never got support from, from the Foster Care Association. You don't get support from your social workers because of the massive turnover. So you have to remember as well, Adrian, and you would know this very well, foster carers replaced the orphanages. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yes, because that's so what would have happened to those children exactly. two generations ago. Yeah, so the, and so look, we, look, there's every report under the sun about how appalling these institutions were and orphanages were. Didn't work out really well for hardly anyone. Um, so this, foster carers were, were, were brought in to replace this. And they're not valued enough. They're not looked after enough. And they are doing extraordinary work. But let me, let me read a message that just came in from uh, John and Kildare. And he says, I don't understand what that lady is saying. She's talking about all the problems the child has. Um, so if they get, let's say, a thousand euro a week, do those issues go away with extra money? Um, do far, foster parents not do it for the child and not for the money? Exactly, he's absolutely right. Because I just said the fostering allowance wouldn't pay you to look after these children. If you got a thousand euro to look after a child, I would hope that that would go on the child. Certainly, in my experience, and and honestly speaking. All of my foster allowance went on my foster children because I have a job as well and I was able to work from home. So it did cover the cost of a lot of what I was doing. But for, for parents who, who give up their jobs to foster, mm. you know, that's a challenge. That is a challenge. And children with exceptional needs, you know, even if you do have the money, Adrian, you would think that a foster child is prioritised with medical needs and all that. They're not. They're not, you go on the same waiting list as everyone else. I was very shocked at that as well because I went private with one of my children because I just thought that's the quickest way. The state weren't doing it. You know, the money that you're getting won't do it. So they just have a lot of additional needs. And it depends on your circumstances at home. And as you said, it is a vocation. You have to really want to do it because it's very, very hard work. Um, 
But you for, for things like, just say like, you know, you have a child out in Blanchardstown and we're living in the heart of the city centre. Isn't it better to bring the child to their school every day to try and keep as much normality in their life as possible? So that that's fuel cost mm. straight away out to Blanchardstown and back. I had a child that was going to uh, Clondalkin from the city centre. Over and back, I had to go. There was no extra allowance for that. Do you know what I mean? Okay, um, but, uh, but the point so being, there's, there's a lot uh, as you said... Um, foster carers have replaced the institutions that kids would have been put into at one stage uh, yeah. in, in the not-too-distant past here in Ireland. Um, and you believe that they, they, they need more recognition. Stay there for one second if you can, Alison, because um, on the other line I have Jane. And Jane, you've been fostering for uh, 20 years. I, I, I described it as a, as a vocation. Would you agree with that? It is, it is, and I have to compliment Alison there. She is fantastic. <laughs> it is so good to hear from a foster carer who speaks the same language as the rest of us. You know, mm. um, we've gotten a, a bit of backflap the last couple of days, but I mean... What, oh, what oh, over, sorry, over, over what, Jane? Uh, very negative comments on, on social media. You know, about, we're, only doing, uh, about, we're only doing uh, it for the money and all this kind of rubbish and, you know... So, okay, well, let's deal with that. Why do you do it? I do it because I love children, number one. Number two is I want to give every child out there a second chance. Things haven't worked out for them um, with their biological families, okay? And as Alison said, it is so upsetting to see a child coming into care, being ripped away. And their, their main aim is to get home, and that's our main aim for them too, is to get home, you know, and the things write themselves out. So by me coming in, you know, I I remember one time um, I was doing respite and when they were going back, the little ones, they were saying, we had a party, we had a party. And I'm looking at the the foster care and I was shaking my head. We hadn't. I'd give them jelly and ice cream. Mm. And they were so excited because this to them was a party, you know. And God loved them. They really were on cloud nine that they had had a party. I'd give them jelly and ice cream after bed dinner. So if I can make a difference in a child's life... And as a matter of interest, um, I'm just curious, over the the 20 years that you've been fostering, would you know how many children... (laughs) Somebody has said that to me about a month ago, right? And I thought, I I used to keep a photo album Mm -hmm. way back for the first couple of years. But they come and go. Um, I'm only doing long term now for the last 10 years. But in doing the long term for the last 10, 12 years, actually, um, you still get children who come and go because the number of foster families have decreased 11 percent since 2016. So and why is that? Is, is that because people just it's too much commitment? It is a huge commitment. You're under restraints then as well. And they're never your children. So you have social workers um, calling on the door. You have five or six different changes of a social worker in a number of years. So you're trying to cope with all of that. Um, you're way out of pocket in that you're travelling for, as, as Alison was saying, their school. But you also have all these um, epic appointments, CAMS appointments, psychological appointments, hospital appointments, and they all have to be done, in, you know, on a regular basis. Um, so... Yeah, it, you know, you, you, there is huge commitment involved in it. The 325 euros goes nowhere. 
was absolutely nowhere. Okay, so this notion, and I, I'm, I'm getting some nasty enough messages now. I have to say, yeah, here you go, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, you know, do do some people foster for profit? Because there seems to be this preconceived notion that the only reason you'd possibly do it is to make money. You you don't make money. There is no money involved in it. If you have a child who's traumatised, okay, and you have your own biological child, you can walk into Dunstore with your own biological child and you can buy the runners and size that. You do extra for foster children. Because they've enough rubbish going on in their background. They've enough, you know, they meet up with their parents for access and the parents go, oh, they're from dumb stores. You know, you have to go out and you have to get the Nike ones. You have to get the good ones, you know. Okay, so it obviously annoys you when you hear people saying that, uh, you know, people are doing it for profit or doing it just for the money. And as we said... €352 a week for uh, a teenager wouldn't pay for that teenager. That's the reality. And as we heard from Alison, she was running around from A to B and everything else. I'm genuinely, and I I really mean this, I am genuinely shocked with some of the horrible messages that we're getting in. Um, When I've seen personally, uh, uh, firsthand, the commitment that being a foster parent actually uh, involves, and it is... Very heavy commitment. It really, really is. And I admire any of you uh, who who do it. And uh, Jane, okay, so you, you can't give me a number for how many you may have had uh, th- oh, through your hands over the years. But uh, 100, yeah. I, I, over a hundred. Well, well yeah. done, well yeah. done. And that is yeah. that is you having an impact, even in a small way, in uh, the lives of a hundred children. That is fantastic. Yeah. And I had to give up my job when it came to the stage where I, there was three children came into me Christmas week. And after Christmas week, there was nowhere for them. You know, the main thing is keep them together. So there was no availability for mm. them to move on after Christmas. So I had a job. I was going back to work. So those children were being dropped in school early or they were going to childminder. I was doing the reverse journey back then, trying to feed them. They were falling asleep at the table. And I just thought I have to give up. You know, there's no way we can keep this going. Now things have changed completely and I have to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm not allowed to go out and get a job because of of being a foster carer. I'm a single foster carer. Um, As a result then, I don't have a pension. Now you're talking about um, teenagers in the foster system. It's €325 under 12. It goes up to €350 over 12. And on their 18th birthday, where they want the best of everything and they're now socialising and they're going out and everything, you lose 50 euros. Their allowance goes down Mm. to 300 euros. So you tell me how it is less expensive to have an 18-year-old than than it is to have... That makes no sense at all. None whatsoever. Uh, Jane, I I, I admire, uh, and as I said, I've I've a personal experience of uh, foster families and I, I really... I'm I'm blown away at times by the the positive influence that uh, people like yourself can have on on children who, in mm. many in many cases, are very damaged young people, yeah. and uh, the stability that people like yourself uh, give to them is is incredible. But uh, one final thing, I was shocked to hear that there hasn't been any increase in the uh, allowance that is given to foster uh, carers since two thousand and nine. Okay, can I can I go back on that one? Mm. Go back to two thousand. 
okay? There was an increase. There was nothing then for nine years. And the increase after nine years was six euros. Oh, really? So, so, so realistically, with the exception got, of six euro, there's been no euros. increase in that allowance since the year 2000. We got six euros in 22 years. My God. Okay, it definitely, um, we've, especially now with the uh, inflation rate. Jane, keep doing what you're doing. I, I, you have my utmost admiration for doing what you do. I really mean Thank that. You, Thanks very much indeed. Thanks. Uh, let me just read in a couple more of uh, your messages. Um, hi, Adrian. I'm a foster carer for the last 11 years. What Alison is saying is 100% true. If I was to do this all over again, I would not do it, nor would I recommend it as it's a very hard job. Uh, thank you and Alison for talking about this. Um, another message on foster pay, you get an average €325 Euro for a child weekly. Surely that's plenty of pay to enable you to feed, dress and provide the basic uh, child needs. If the child requires extra help or resources such as therapy, medical care, education, um, that is all provided free to them. So your weekly allowance is just to provide the child's basic needs. The 325 is a generous amount, says somebody who clearly isn't a foster parent and sees it as just money. And uh, one more message. Adrian, I have a teenager and I don't spend anywhere near 325 a week on, them, on him. Uh, I'm not having a go. Well, you kind of are. Uh, I'm not having a go. I'm just commenting on the financial side. Prove me wrong by all means, uh, says Kev in uh, Limerick. The fact of the matter is, Kev, um, when you have your own children, that's the choice that you, you, you bring children into your life. When you are fostering, you're not just babysitting kids. That's the point that we were making earlier on. You are taking on a commitment to care for children who in many, many cases are very damaged young people. It's hard work. And when I hear that in uh, nine, sorry, in 22 years, there's been one increase of six euro uh, is just shocking. So in other words, back in 2000, 352 or well, 346 was deemed an adequate level and no increase in 22 years there's definitely something up there Real People Real Opinions Real Talk Radio The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show Ireland's classic hit.